You are watching T Radio V, radio in TV. Welcome to the Pub Show, broadcasting live from T Radio V in Hollywood. This is where we elevate the creative cult. This is where creatives can be seen. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching us. I'm Poe. August 18th through the 24th, Oculus by Pyramid Oracle at BSMT Space 5D, Stoke Newington Road, London. Showcasing a collection of intricate and symbolic works that examine the dimensions of human spirit and the complex world that it inhabits. In a world where everything is recycled, nothing is new under the sun, with all things constantly being repurposed, there is no originality, only paths that are authentic. By exploring the metaphysical, it seeks to capture the often imperceptible geometric systems that permeate through all of nature and revisit vener venerable means of understanding the great mysterious architecture of the universe. A private viewing will be held on the 18th at 6 p.m. RSVP to info at bsmt.co.uk for more info. And that, can you show that, that um, piece again? That was such an amazing street artist. He is so cool. Um, what, what is his name now? Um, Cirrus. Cirrus Fountain, he's London-based, and he's awesome. Anyway, so he's part of that show. Okay, Friday, August 12th, 8 to 12 p.m., Ellen and Robbie, album release at Beyond Baroque, 681 Venice Boulevard, Venice, California. Ellen and Robbie, they've been on the show, you know who they are. They're amazing. They're releasing their debut album, Sky Riding with Glitter, appropriately themed. Delicious and conscious food provided by Lightning in a Bottle's own L-O-V-E Love Cafe. Brought to you by the brilliant career, or creator of Fuck Yeah Yoga and owner of Peace Yoga. Join in an evening of music, poetry, performance, and inspired living. $20 gets you in, a download card. Five raffle tickets, $25 gets you in, a download card. Five raffle tickets and the yet-to-be-released CD with brilliant album art by Brandon Alterman. Ellen Maybe's powerful spoken word performances of her poetry, coupled with the angelic voice of poignant piano compositions by Robbie Fitzsimmons, unite the two venerable art forms together, creating new art. Skywriting with Glitter is a colorful feast for the imagination, a roller coaster of emotion that swirls together two prolific souls into a unique and inspired symbiosis definitely check them out you guys loved that show <coughs> ellen and robbie they're absolutely amazing beyond baroque is absolutely amazing um holiday was holiday mason was here a few weeks ago and she is big with beyond baroque the wonderful poet so that's where it is okay 
So today, nothing new really. We're just going to make stuff up as we go along. But that's what we do basically on the Po Show because we're creative people and we just want to do whatever the fuck we want to do. So in the studio I have an actor, comedian, teacher, and owner of the Improv Sketch Digital Production Theater and School here in Hollywood Pack Theater, right down the street. A man who has lived and breathed improv going on three decades? Yeah. Improv battle lord, Miles Straw. Improv battle lord. Uh, Say it again like that. Improv battle lord. Say it deeper. Yes, that's something someone else made up. Well, it's on your Twitter. <laughs> you have to watch what you have online and what you have on social media because I, I use it. Because I, I just met you. I don't even. So I believe everything that I see. I think I've only tweeted a couple actual tweets. I mean, on Twitter. As I, <laughs> did you flap your wings while you did it? As I understand it, like everything I put on Facebook goes to Twitter. So well, that, if you have it set up that way. That's how I have it set up. So I've never actually gone to Twitter to tweet. Uh, I think that there are people at the theater who use my account to tweet stuff, maybe. Ooh. You but should look at that maybe once in a while. <laughs> check it out. Make sure I'm, uh, I'm not being seen as an asshole because someone's putting shit out there. Or, or otherwise, or something else. Assholes not, aren't always bad. It could be, I don't know, who knows? It could be porn. Could be, I, 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 well, now I have to check that. I don't want, I don't want, I don't, I don't want don't to be want putting them too porn small? out. I, I don't want to be putting <laughs> porn out into the world. Depends on the porn. <laughs> There's enough porn in the world, isn't there? It seems. Okay, so you're just right next door. Yeah, I'm about six blocks down the street. Okay, six blocks down the street. So at Pack Theater. That's the Pack Theater. We just recently... Uh, went seven days a week, so we t took over the space. When did you open that space? We've been putting up shows there for about three or four years, I think. Uh, but we started with just one show a week. Uh, and then as it grew, we got to a place where it's like, let's just take the damn building uh, and see if we can put up shows. So was there shotguns involved? And uh, no. Gas? Guns in terms of money. Yeah, big guns. I just walked into the manager's office with a pile of money and said, give me that theater. And he did. Because money is what makes shit happens in this town. I know. Isn't that a bummer? Well, most towns. Most worlds. This world. Yeah, that's <laughs> where creatives are kind of fucked. <laughs> yeah. Money and creativity. Mm, we got to work on that. Well, we need that it. That whole thing. Well, we need it to do, <coughs> to do it. Like, that's, that's age old. I mean, the, all the classic artists were paid by the, the wealthy of the time. I know. To do so stuff. why can't? Come on. Give it a hub. Give it up, wealthy of the world. Well, that's something the government tries to do a little bit. They don't do it very well, but they try. There's, you know, there's, my father said, are you going to try or are you going to do it? There's trying to do it or doing it. Yeah, there's doing it. It's, it's, it's perception. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. If you're going to try to, you know, pussy, <laughs> whatever. So mainly what this show should be, is about today is, is looking for a wealthy sugar daddy to, to back is that what you're here for? our shit. Is that what you're here for? Yep, it could be. It could be. I could. I could. I could find a wealthy donor to back the theater, a and then donor. I, I, I wouldn't have to. What, 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 is it a sponsor or a donor? Donor sounds like they're going to take parts, though. No, no, no. The <laughs> the donor would be giving parts. I know. Oh, <laughs> oh well, that. What are you going to do with them? Like, I don't eat liver. Yeah, I, I don't want parts. The, the only part I want is the wallet. I want the wallet part, mm -hmm. so I don't have to worry about money anymore. Okay, you need to tell us what you do. What I do. What uh, you've done for the for your entire life. For my it's not entire just life. Yeah. Uh, creatively. A lot, uh, well, I started creatively. Okay, your time's up. All right, okay, that so was it. And, no, 
That was it. Thanks for having me. Go ahead. Uh, no, I, creatively, I didn't really start doing anything until I was about 21. But you could say it started, the spark of it started in high school when I did plays and musicals. So were you in drama? Uh, I was in drama. So you liked the stage? I liked the stage okay. uh, in high school. I was also, but I was, I was also, at least briefly, I was on the basketball team, so I was... They didn't give me a lot of shit because I was also like a jock, but I was also I was also in the dance troupe. Uh, That's awesome. That doesn't happen often. You got to oh, be a big guy to do to pull that off. It's fine. I remember a guy. I can't, I can't remember his name. And I'm not a big guy. I was a point guard. But I, I was a kid in high school who was a senior when I was a freshman. And I remember I was on the dance troupe just because I could, and they said I could do it. I'm like, all right, I'll do that too. And he was the captain of the, or the biggest guy on the basketball team of the seniors. I remember he came up to me and said, I, I wish I had the nuts to do that like, when I was really? your age. And I was like, that meant a lot to me. Just the guy saying, the biggest guy in school basically saying, that takes nuts. And I was like, cool, I'm gonna keep dancing. I just wanna dance. <laughs> okay, we're gonna cut to a break. We'll be right back, don't go away. It's already that time, ooh la la. <laughs> Thing is like way more elaborated than the illustration stuff. I would say like it's more over the top. You can't sell like skulls to to Red Bull or whatever. Yeah. So they would say no. I don't want that. It's a, a good freedom for me. Like, yeah. I really feel like that it's yeah, that's my thing. What I wanted to do in life, like graphic design and art, because I studied art before graphic design for four years and I did feel comfortable with only art. I like reduced paintings, I like reduced design work, I like uh, reduced walls. I think concept is king somehow. Yeah, I like symbolism, I like this kind of mystic things, I like to think about what exactly am I doing, and now every stroke gets important in this work. It's not like, okay, I can do a fading over here and everything will look good. It's not about looking good now. I, I just want to put more meaning into the works, yeah. As you were saying, Miles, 
as I was saying. I don't recall what I was saying. We, we you said you were a dancer. I took three years of dance uh, wow. in, in high school. Well, what kind of dance? There's lots of different dance. Mostly it was jazz, modern, and ballet. Wow. Uh, Can you stand on your toes? I guess that's a Men don't really do that. I think what you're talking about, men don't really do that. And I, could, I, I had a terrible point. Anyway, I, I wasn't an incredibly good dancer, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was good training, and I got to do the, the dance show at the end of the year. So it was fun. So how and were you just as good in basketball? I was a better, I was a much better basketball player than can I was. Can you run fast? A dancer, I can run fast, but I'm not fast like guys can be fast. Can I, mean, you? I could I could play basketball, I could dribble, I could shoot, I could do all the things that you need to he do. He can to, dribble to, and he could shoot to play basketball and he can dance. <laughs> Ooh la la, it's a lot of a lot of talent. A triple threat. Going to Broadway. Can play basketball and can dance. Yeah, why, why, did, you, why else. did you go to Broadway? It was on the wrong <laughs> side of the of the states. <laughs> I never even thought performing was a possibility coming out of high school. I thought it was just something fun I did in high school. Isn't that what it is supposed to be? Well, well yeah, but I, I, I didn't <laughs> see the, the possibility of, of making it a career. That seemed completely unrealistic to me coming out of high school. Well, you know, anything creative, it really isn't a career. <laughs> Do they say, oh, honey, to make money and be successful? You need to go to learn how to be creative. No, I didn't learn get that. Learn some creative. Of course not. Because <laughs> <laughs> who makes money at it? Nobody makes money at it. That's true. The greatest on the planet didn't make money at it until they died. And then they didn't make money at it. Are you talking about the, the classic artists? <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. There are ways to make I money. Mean, a lot of people are making a lot of money doing creative stuff. I'm just yeah. saying, for me, coming out of high school, it was more about, you know, you need to have a fallback plan. or I, Actually, coming out of high a school. A fallover plan? Yeah, I, coming out of high school, I didn't even plan, like, I'm going to go do something creative. I was like, actually, I came out of high school and said, I'm just not going to go to college and get a shitty job. So I was like, there, that's that's a better life choice, I suppose. That's a good goal. Yeah, well, I, I made it. I attained that goal. I had a crappy job uh, and nothing going on. And actually, what happened with me, uh, in 1988, I broke both my legs. Ooh. I was hit by a car and thrown, no. thrown 72 feet, and it shattered both my legs. Uh, now, it, see, that's something you can't find on the social media. But in the, in the year and a half that I was laid up, that's when I kind of decided. Is I that when you got funny? No, I didn't get funny. <laughs> I, got, I got bored and thought I should probably do something with my life. I'd actually just started taking a player's workshop class in Chicago uh, before I broke my legs. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go back to that. I'm going to do that. How did you get hit by a car? Walking across the street like a man possessed. Uh, it was just a, a guy came out from behind. He was trying to, it was at night. The guy was trying to pass uh. another guy from right behind. Uh, I didn't see anything. I was walking across the street, lights out, Next lights you know, up two days later in a trauma center. Oh, my God. So it took you a year and a half to recover? I was in cast for about a year and a half, yeah. And these are old-timey casts. Apparently, like the year after... I broke my legs. They had like major breakthroughs in, in orthopedics where you could just put like a pin in there and you didn't have to have a cast. Uh, I had the old school, you know, casts up to your nuts for like two years. Wow. Uh, so Was there chafing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> your legs atrophied damn near to the fucking bone and become hairy as shit. Wow. So, so a hanger becomes your best friend. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> that must have been terrible. So who took care of you? My family, my family, God bless them. I, I had a hospital bed set up in in, in the dining room, uh, and I, I, I laid there. And the shame of it really is I had a year and a half, a good solid year of which I was just laying there. And I could have read so many books. I could have. Were I could you have, depressed? I could have, Were you just like. I was, I, I became really good at just sort of killing time. 
Uh, but watch I, like w- what I did actually, I, I, I think of the things I could have done. Instead, I played Tetris till it stopped dropping pieces. Ooh. Basically, so to me, I was like, I beat Tetris. I'm just like, all right, I'm done. I, you I've could accomplished put that on your something. resume. That's kind I, of an achievement. I, I, I could. I don't know for what. I don't know where I would be applying with that on my Doesn't resume. That, wouldn't that drive you insane eventually, though, Tetris? I always thought, okay, you got to stop playing this game because you're going to completely lose it. That never happened, huh? No. And I remember, I, I'll never forget the day the pieces just stopped coming. I, I think the game was like, I've had it with you, man. <laughs> you just, all you do is, is make the pieces disappear all fucking day. No more pieces no for more, you. No more pieces for you. You're an addict. You're done. It's over. It's like, all right. turkey. Okay. Time to watch TV. Okay, let's see some of his, some of Miles' um, funny improv stuff. Let's go to Heather and Miles. This is actually from 2011. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry, I was, I didn't know, I was, I was, I was going to rape you, but. Uh, on the left-hand side of your desk is a questionnaire. On the right side is the gum. I would like you to chew a piece of the gum and then write down your feelings on the questionnaire. You have... 25 seconds. on the gum on the Some questions don't relate to what happened. <laughs> I couldn't get a piece of the gum in my mouth. There's no. Uh, that down. Uh, and oh, I write that down. Okay. Well, oh, well, I, I didn't okay. get. Please put down the question. Uh, <laughs> on your desk, you will see a package of gum and the right. same questionnaire. Okay. You have ten seconds <laughs> to chew a piece of the gum and write down your feelings on the questionnaire. And time. I couldn't I couldn't get the piece of gum out of the wrapper. On your desk you will see Aha! A yes. used condom. What? Please chew the used condom. Write down your feelings on the questionnaire. You have five seconds to begin. Listen, I can just skip right to the question. I, I, I don't get it. You don't get what? I don't get it that you went to a church. Oh my god, what? What? Because, like, why? Because, like, I go to Africa and hunt children? Who cares? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 
want to play with my rapper. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a rapper. It's a rapper. Like, look, look, it is a kite, or it is a boat, <laughs> or it is a hat, or it is a mustache. I, I, said, I specifically <laughs> said no retards. I So, um, I love comedy. If you guys don't make me laugh, I'm pissed and I hate you. All right. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. You have to make <clears throat> me laugh. Okay, but my question is, so comedy is a whole different thing than Im improv, per se, because I know there's a lot of comedy skits, and some are funny, and some you hear over and over and over, and there's actually, they're still funny. A lot of times, they're still funny. What's your preference? Would you rather improv, just make it up as you go along? Or do you enjoy having a specific skit that you do? Or do you even, yeah. I enjoy, I would rather just make it up. I'd rather just improvise. That's what I enjoy the most. So do you do like stand up, regular skit kind of, I don't even know what the terminology is. Well, comedy. stand up, describe, well comedy is the large describe umbrella. Describe to me because I have no idea what any of this is. What's the, what's the, uh, the different? Well, let's say in the world of comedy. That's a big world. Like there are comedic movies, there are stand-ups. Stuff that makes you laugh. Stuff that makes you laugh okay. uh, would be considered perhaps comedic or humorous. Uh, underneath that umbrella, you have you have different fields. Uh, the ones that are, I'm closest to are like there's improvisation, there's sketch comedy. What is there's that? Can you just explain sketch? Sketch comedy. Uh, you have lots of examples of that. Saturday Night Live is an example of sketch comedy. Monty Python was an example of sketch comedy. Uh, it's where a, a sketch is written. Uh, it's preset. It's performed. It's generally meant to be comedic. Uh, it's it, it's generally short. So a sketch meaning what? Like there's a, a rough outline of it? No, it's written. Uh, oh, okay. A, it's, it's, it's a written piece. 
uh, that's meant to be performed c- comedically. Why like, is it called sketch? Uh, because that's what they call it. I don't know who came up with Come the word on. sketch. Come on, you are the the master of this genre of creativity. You don't know what sketch is. I'm not the from? master of all creativity, <laughs> although I do sometimes pr- pretend no, to I have do. made up pretending. Uh, no, I don't know why they call it sketch. Maybe because it's it's, it's an outline. I have no idea. But they, it's a written thing. Like all, I'm sure you've seen Saturday Night Live. Like that's all sketch comedy. So, but it's uh, is it because it's be it's among different people? Like there's more people instead of just a comedian? Because a comedian he has kind of a, a script, a thing that he does. Well, generally, yeah. Generally, a stand-up comedian has a routine that he does. Okay, it's a routine. So a sketch involves more than one person. Generally, I would say a sketch involves more than one person, but it doesn't have to. A sketch can be written for one person. I'm still confused. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of different theater. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> you know, one thing I just discovered was I listened to NPR, and there's, what is it called? Um, wait, wait, I know this? Is that what it's called? I Do you know, know that? I oh, don't you don't know, know that show? Oh, no. my gosh. It was, it was, right? What, what, what? I can't hear the tech person. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. I have no idea what you're talking about. He does, but I can't, <laughs> I can't hear him. Anyway, it was very funny. You don't know about it. You should listen to it. It's on Saturday, mm, 12-ish, which is a weird time to be listening, or 11, 11 to 12-ish, 11 to 12-ish on NPR. It's very good, actually. All right. I'll, okay. I'll take like your that. word for it's it. It's about um, the current events, what's going on in politics and current events at the time, and it's kind of, there's different, like, it's kind of like a game. Anyway, check it out. <laughs> okay. So... Sketch. sketch. Go back to sketch. Sketch. Uh, not what I do. Not uh, what you do. No. Because you like to make stuff up instead. I like to make stuff go. up. I mean, it's not my field of expertise. Like in, in, the, in the theater I run, we have guys who teach sketch and run sketch shows. Uh, I more teach on, on the improv side of the theater. That's what I've been doing for the past almost 30 years. Uh, I'm an improviser. Although, I mean, I have done sketch. But you started at sketch. the age of five. Yes, because I'm 35 years old. Yeah. It's funny because... You said that, and it's like, that still makes me fucking 35 years old. It's like, so I can't get much younger (laughs) (laughs) if I've been doing something for 30 years. Uh, I'm 50, and I have no problem with being 50. I love being 50. 50's a great age, right? 50's like, don't fuck with that guy, man. He's 50. 50. Fucking 50, man. 50. It's like, I I, I hate the nines. Like, 29. It's like, what's the point? You're almost 30. Just be 30. Because 30's like, oh, he's he's an adult. 40 is like, oh. <laughs> it's an adult, right? Yeah. 40 is like, that's a, that's a man. And 50 is like, don't fuck with that guy. He's 50. Serious. That's a, you know, that's it's good. It's a serious age. It's a serious age. Yes. How about women? Is it different for women? I have no idea. I'm not a woman. I don't know how a woman. You re- don't have a vagina. No, I do not. You're I, married. I, I do not. I, I'm married. So. so. <laughs> but I, I certainly I don't. Cons- do. I don't. I don't consider that mine. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to go there at all. Okay, we're going to take a break so we can regroup on this topic. Okay, we'll be right back. Don't go away. We're kicking up our heels. I got my my heels on. Hundred percent foot stomping cigar box rock and roll down home front porch Delta blues. Jamming a stick through a box and putting strings on it. <laughs> my friend gave me that suitcase, and Jason had been looking for one for a while. But I remember I opened it up and it just stunk. Okay, that's that's a drum. <laughs> 
so it stunk. Does it still stink? Or like whiskey <laughs> less like... <laughs> smells like spilt beer. And what does that sound like? Had a baby, so I have to go meet my Your half dad. Had a baby. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, it's a weird thing like that. Is that a Schwarzenegger movie? Scrubbing through Craigslist a little bit. Scrubbing through Craigslist yeah. for a Monica player. On the personals or whatever. <laughs> you ready? You ready? What are you guys gonna play for us? The song about chickens. Well, she works a game that starts at midnight and don't fit the three-string noise machine. Oh, wow, that really sounds. Three strings. Good. Three string noise machine. You're ready for the chicken. Paps the ribbon bottles. Yes, I you drink did. a ton of paps, but then it, Ooh. it caught it caught up. I couldn't drink enough. <laughs> I couldn't up. drink enough paps to make the slides and it got too intensive. So Welcome back to the Hollywood Poe Show. So on Friday, August 26, 7 to 10 p.m., Purple Stardust Pole Show at the Federal Bar, 5303 Lancashire Boulevard, North Hollywood. This is a tribute to beloved artists Prince and David Bowie. This show celebrates the lives, music, influence, and vision of these powerful music icons. This is an intimate dinner theater experience, perfect for date night, which I can't imagine pole dancers at a date night. But anyway, or an evening with friends, sounds more like it. Experience the full range of creative expression through the art of pole. Strong, sexy, outrageous. This is the word that's weird as an adjective in this whole deal. Deep. Don't know what that's about. Funny and evocative performances. I would say provocative. From Gorgeous Performers, doors open at 7 p.m., show begins at 8, table for four is $180, general admission $35, tickets available at lusciousmaven.com. This show is expected to sell out, so get your tickets today. For a full lineup and more info, visit epr.la. Check that out. Federal Bar is awesome. If you've not been there, I went and saw Susie Malone there and BP Major. Uh, Friday, August 12th, 6 to 9 p.m., Immortalized. Sometimes beauty never fades at Art Hatch, 317 East Grand Avenue, Escondido, California. Art Hatch and Distinction Gallery are pleased to announce their sixth annual art exhibit devoted to hot rods and customs of distinction. This art auction charity benefit features a group of nationally recognized artists. All artwork will be auctioned off with a starting bid of only 100 bucks. Proceeds go to Distinction's annual art scholarship donation for Palomar College students in honor of Charles Chuck Leslie Walker. The event runs in conjunction with Escondido's famous Cruising Grand. This event is free to the public with a suggested donation of $5 to benefit Cruising Grand. Live music by duo with Buzz Campbell, Hot Rod Lincoln, Lee Rocker, and Johnny Bowler, Guanabats. Also, a pinup contest, so be sure to come in your best vintage outfit. The bustier and stockings and the whole thing. Ooh la la. I don't know why I keep doing the French thing all day today. 
For participating, arti for participating artists and more info, visit arthatch.org. The exhibition runs from August 12th through September 3rd. So check that out. That sounds super fun. Okay. So we're going to talk about Pack Theater. Can we show that photo of Pack Theater? I know I'm way off track here, but that's from Cut 9. Okay. Pack Theater. It's right down the street. Uh, what's the address? It's right there. Santa 60, Monica Boulevard. 6470 Santa Monica yeah, Boulevard. Yeah. And I told you guys I was there. I was there for Long Hard Tuesdays, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it a few times on there. My listeners <laughs> know that I talk about you. Those are great shows. I talk about you. <laughs> Those Long Hard Tuesdays. Okay, so let's just go right into the photos so we can talk about the shows. I mean, the um, yeah, the shows that you have going on. You have, like, seven, are you seven days a week? Seven days a week now. And I just took this from the calendar from, I think it was just social media. So probably not all of them are on here, but I just wanted to kind of run through some of them. Rude Mondays to start with. So what's Rude Mondays all about? Rude Mondays, uh, we feature... Eight, eight, that's today. That's, that's today. That'll be tonight. Uh, Rude Mondays feature some of our house improv teams. It's more of a night focused on improvisation. Uh, it also affords the opportunity for some of our students to get up and play. Uh, the nights are kind of separated into nights that focus more on improv or focus more on sketch or focus more on variety. Whatever, whatever those differentiations <laughs> are, which I still don't know. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, though. It's all right. I'm just the broom. Sketch just means it's written. The push broom. That's all it means. <laughs> it's written. Okay, so uh, so these are these are. These are your teams and also students, or just students? Most of the rude. players at the theater uh, have, have also gone through the training program. Oh, even your students know what they're doing. <coughs> oh, yeah, well, they, they do once they, once they finish the program. But, 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 <laughs> but, we, but we, have, we also have a lot of spots that we invite players from different places to come and play. That's cool. I like that about you. You, you, uh, you promote everybody. Everybody's in the same boat. That's what I do here with creativity. No competition in creativity, right? High tide raises all ships. Ooh, raises the shit, he said. Ships. Okay. Ships. Long Hard tide. Tuesday. Let's go to some of those. Long Hard Tuesday. Pack theater. Okay, I've talked about this a lot, and that, this is actually what I went to, and I told them it was, it was very funny. So this is improv, too. Yes, depending on what you saw. I'm, I'm assuming if it was Tuesday night, it would have been improv, yeah. No, 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 it was. And so I saw, um, I saw Yay, and I right. saw Rat Throat. And right. I saw, it was Familia is the one that I saw. Familia. Which I don't know if that was improv or not. Yeah. Uh, I know the first two were. Familia, because they also do sketch, so I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. That's Victor Lopez's team, I believe. Okay, so, okay, but we have coming up tomorrow is, oh, oh, this is one of them, debate. This is like the last one on the thing. That's okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is the one tomorrow. I, I, I can tell you right now, I am not familiar with every show that's at the theater. Okay, but these um, are comedy sketches. Okay, so these are sketches. But what I saw was the sketches, which they have a, they have a, a explain, explain what the, what the Long Hard Tuesdays is. Don't you pick a, pick a particular sketch? No, Long Hard Tuesdays is another night that's generally focused on improvisation, although they might have filled in a slot with a sketch for the night. I'm, oh, okay, I'm, 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 I'm not sure. Uh, but the shows you saw, like I know Rat Throat and Yay, those would have been definitely Improv. improvised shows. Okay. Yeah. Although one of the highest compliments an improviser can receive is the, the accusation that his show was written. 
Oh, this was funny. No, you can tell it was improv, but it was funny. I, I, uh, I kind of wish I could do that. Okay, let's go to the deconstruction. Deconstruction is on, is that usually on Wednesday or is it? It moved. It was on, it was on Tuesdays, but they oh, moved it. it. I'm not sure oh, to when. Right. Well, it was on Tuesday. I, I, I think they moved it. That's HMS death, correct? Is performing the deconstruction or is it a different team now There's performing two. There's actually two. I have the one for tomorrow, the ninth, and the one for 816. This is just August's um, schedule. Yeah, it's, our schedule is pretty insane. We've got four different slots going every night, usually two different shows per slot. Uh, about 200 players perform at the theater every week. Uh, so there's lots of different stuff that's going great, on. That's a great little theater. I've been I love that space. Yeah, that's a great space. It's a really great space. Okay, so then after that, is there another deconstruction or is that it? No, that's, that's, okay. no th that's the JTS Brown, which is a different kind of long form. The okay, there's the other one. Else in improvisation, there are different kinds of long forms. Oh, some, some move faster, some move slower, some are based on, on opening, some are based on monologues, some are based on words, some are based on scenes, but they're all generally about 20 to 30 minutes long, and a group of players just make shit up for that long. How fun is that? But with I'm just parameters. Trying, I'm just trying to explain to you some of these things No, no, that you no, don't please understand. do, because I don't understand any of it. Uh, yeah, but there's, 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 there's no rules. Like, a deconstruction is generally the examination of a single scene. How, how many different ways can you be inspired by a single scene? Ah. Whereas the JTS Brown is more an exploration, and I do, I'm going to do a disservice to the form uh, because I don't teach it, uh, but it's more an exploration of the world that the players are in. Uh, and that's probably a poor explanation of the JTS Brown. You should just go out and see it. Okay. okay. I, I've actually never done the JTS Brown. Uh, it was, that was a form created in Chicago uh, back when I was still in Chicago, but I, I, I saw it. That, and now I can't, I can't describe it. But the deconstruction. It's indescribable. You, you had a big part of that. I helped invent the deconstruction with my team, the family, and Del Close back in Chicago. Uh, but the deconstruction we do is the one, uh, the form I made up based on what we did back in Chicago. How fun. So you tear the, tear the bricks out, tear it apart. Okay, you also have a podcast. <clears throat> yes, I have a podcast, Pack Theater Improv Podcast. Okay, can you put, pull those up? There's, there's a few of them. There's, you have once a week. Is it once a week? Yep, once a week I do a podcast and set. Once a uh, week, and th there's all these people coming up. Yeah, this week is Bob Dassey. Uh, next week, yeah, you list all the people who are coming up. That, that's a ball, because we just talk for half an hour, and then me and whoever is on do a half-hour, two-person improvised set. So totally improvised. So it's totally improvised, multiple scenes, multiple characters. Uh, and, it, and, and the range of people on stage has gone from very experienced to never been on stage before. But What's the difference? Is there a difference? Sometimes or not, not always? There is a difference, but to me, it's equally enjoyable. Uh, and it's, it's so fun to play with a different person every week because I don't know exactly what they're going to do. Uh, and it's funny because some of the people who have never been on stage before, those were some of the, the funner shows. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying because you don't have any – that's, you know, the same with painting. It's better if you sometimes to start painting if you don't know anything. Because then you, you just do what you do. You do what comes out. And yeah. a lot of creative things. Well, that's one of the things, like an improv, a, a lot of times what they'll say is like, uh, before you start, if you want to be an improviser, it's almost the best thing you can do is not try or not want to be an improviser. Because the, the minute you start trying to be an improviser, you kind of start fucking it up. I think that's true with most forms of creativity, actually. It's good to know later, after you kind of know that you like it or know that you have something for it, then learn some things about it, how to, how, why, why this works and why this doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, it's just to, to me, when, like, I used to do a thing in Chicago called Anyone Can Be Funny. It was a game and it's part of an improv jam. 
and I'd get someone from the audience who'd never been on stage before, so like someone's mother or something is what I'd, I'd try for, someone who didn't want to be on the stage. Then we'd do like a five-minute scene, and it would always work because all that person does is say the first fucking thing that occurs to them. That's, that's and, perfect. And that's, that's, I mean, that's yeah. absolutely perfect. Where most improvisers, when they're first starting, they, they say no to that, and they try and be funnier than that, and they, inevitably they fuck up the scene. So the thing about improv is you just go with it and you don't think about it. Yes. So anybody can do it. Yes, anyone can do it. Whatever comes to your mind. Whatever comes to your mind is the, is the right thing to say. Is the right, but it, it, it can't be, it's, I guess it's got to be censored. Like you got to have bleeps if that's the case because there's probably a lot of fuck would come out of my mouth. Right. Well, a lot of fuck comes out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, but you, know, you, you, you still can train. It's just that when you're playing, when you're actually playing, you shouldn't be thinking. You should just be listening and reacting with the first thing that occurs to you. You can then go study it and, and, and improve your understanding of what you're doing, which will then change what the first thing that occurs to you is. Uh, but the joy of it is just the play. We just walk on stage and just doesn't matter. There's, 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 there's nothing to figure out. Just whatever occurs to you is the thing to do. Okay, so at this point, do you feel like there's a freedom to what you're doing because you don't, I mean... I've heard some of your other interviews, and it's like uh, you kind of let go. Okay, that just that just kind of confined me into this thing. I'm better if I just let it go. Right. Do you feel freer now? Like what you're doing is just like you just do it. Oh yeah, it's fun. I, it's good. I, especially in play, I, I used to think too much when I played, and when I finally gave that up, I felt completely free. And then on stage, it's the freest I feel. But uh, do you think all of that was necessary to get where you are? That yes. That worry and that. Everyone goes through that phase where they have to break through that wall, that wall that says, you know, you're not enough or you have to think to be funny or you have to be faster. Uh, and when you get through that, then you're really free. It doesn't mean that all that study isn't valid or isn't worth something because it was. My, I'm free now because my reaction is so trained. My reaction is so trained where it doesn't offer me terrible ideas. Right? The first thing that occurs to me isn't necessarily a terrible idea. The first thing that occurred to you might be a terrible fucking idea if you're starting out, but that's okay. Say it anyway. Learn that it's a terrible idea. You're kind of describing life in general, though. Yes. Yes, I am. Uh, and that's there's no difference. There's, there's some difference. This is on stage in front of people, uh, but that's about it. I, I, uh, well, we're usually on stage in front of people, at least even if we're looking in the mirror. <laughs> Yes, because all the world is a stage. <laughs> all the world is a stage. <laughs> That's what I heard anyway from, from a man long ago. He, okay. he was a good guy. Was he a good guy? Yes, I think so. I like to think he was. You don't know. Or don't was know he many that. men? Or was he a man at all? Who yes. was he? Yeah, many men, actually. Yeah. Mini me. Okay, we better take a break. Let's take a break so we'll stay on schedule or get closer to it. We were doing spoken word, spoken song. But we talked about photographers, we talked about yeah. painters, we talked about dancers, yeah. we talked about uh, Shakespeareans, regular actors, poets, writers. Art on any level, whether it's music, visual art, um, writing, you know, any kind of creative endeavor that there's, there's a value to it. 
We merged the worlds together, the art world and the music world. You know, they say everything is with the bright brain, the visionary, the imagination. So what we need to do is, as spirit beings who are, have limitless potential, is to tap into the left brain. When you improv, you're completely connected to the music. I'm coming from the opposite direction. I started with the best of the best. <laughs> exactly. Right? I started with uh, Versace and Armani and Yves Saint Laurent. kind of becoming like the rock star thing to do is uh, instead of being in a band and going on tour, we just go on tour to paint walls. And it is a challenge for us how to be true to ourselves and at the same time be able to, to pay bills, be able to, to, to do it as a vocation. The industry has changed. We have, we have gaming, we have animation industry. I started my career as, as an animator, a Disney character animator. a figure drawing instructor at uh, Noman School of Special Effects. Create a sculpture within a sculpture within a sculpture. You can create things that unfold, you can create things that work and walk around, things like that. So people's imagination is gonna, just going to be ignited. Yeah, I was a professional stage actor for eight years in New York. What was weird is that when I was spinning around, I literally felt, I started laughing uncontrollably, and I felt like I was going insane. Creativity in art, in all shapes and forms, is a way of communication with everybody. It, it, you know, it goes through language barriers and racial barriers and everything. So when you're improvising, right? Improving, improvising, improvising. Um, do you do you kind of black out and do you remember what happened after? Is it recorded so you can see what happened after? I remember what happened. Oh, I, you do. I always okay. remember. I, mean, I don't. I don't go into a Zen state or anything. I, I'm, I'm aware of everything that's happening. I'm just trying not to think at all, and so it's it's more like a meditation than it is like blacking out. It's just that I, tr I try to calm my mind so that I can really hear the other person on stage. So you really do though. You really, it's all very conscious. Well, yeah, I, well it, that's a weird word, yeah. That's at, kind of at, the wrong word. <laughs> at this point, it's, 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 I'm not conscious of it. Uh, I just, I, in describing it to students, that's how I describe it. It's like my, like my mind is calm because I know that their minds are racing. Uh, and I'm like, no, you have to calm your mind so that you can listen to the other player because they're going to tell you everything you need to know. Uh, and all you need is your reaction. Uh, so it's very, it's calm and free. Uh, and it's, it's, it's surprising where it, it winds up going because you, you don't know, I don't know what I'm going to wind up saying. And sometimes my mind will tell me to say something that I'll disagree with, but I'll say it anyway. And then a moment later, I'll be like, oh, oh, that was a great thing my brain gave me. It's like, thanks, brain, because I wouldn't have said that otherwise. Uh, but my, somehow I was aware in the moment to say that 
more than I was consciously aware of what to say. I just let myself So do you think, it. though, that your mind is like when you said, oh, don't say that, what part of your brain, do, I'm, I study the brain, I'm sorry, and so I'm probably getting off on a weird thing, but I, I'm reading this book, and I don't remember the author's name, but it's called Brain Tricks. Like, there are certain things that are built into our brain, like you have to fucking have babies, even though, no, I don't need babies and right. overpopulated. So those kind of things are territorial or whatever. So... When you say, so I thought about doing this, and then my brain said, oh, no, don't do that, and then, oh, okay, so, but I did it anyway. So where does that fit into that whole play? Do you think you're tricking into, okay, I'm going to do it anyway? The way I think our, our brains work, which is completely just my theory, not backed up by any science at all that I know of or have researched, but I think when anyone is, encounters any sort of stimulation, if I say the word dog, we all either picture the word dog or a dog of some kind. I just saw dog shit. Yeah, oh, well, there you go. What, with something clearly, clearly associated with dog. Uh, now, our brains always react to any, sti any stimulation. Our first reaction to that should be the thing we say. Sometimes we'll be stimulated by something. On stage, it could be a move in a scene, and our brains will react and give us something to say, and then we'll say, no, I need to do better than that. And we'll try and be funnier than we actually are, and, and we'll screw up the moment. As opposed to, no, go with what your brain gives you, because, by the way, that's who you are. No one is faster than they are right now. No one can think themselves to a better place right now. You just have to go with what your brain offers you. And that's why, it's, why sometimes my brain will offer me something, and a younger me would have been like, no, I can't do that. I, I have to go into my head and think and figure this out. Whereas me, I'm just like, all right, I'll, I will now say Rumpelstiltskin you know for no what apparent this is. reason. You know what this is? It's your right brain and left brain fighting. That's what it is. The creative side will do whatever, whatever it feels like. The left brain is, wait a minute. What are the consequences if you do that? And that's the difference. Right. And you just let go of that and just say yeah, whatever the hell. Fuck you, left brain. Say whatever, whatever the hell occurs <laughs> just to you. bring us the money. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we need the left brain for. Just kidding. Okay. Are we done? Oh, we are done. Okay, Miles, where, where can we find you? And wh when are you at Pack Theater? I know when you're I at do Pack shows at Pack Theater on Wednesday night. I do the podcast and set. On Saturday night, I do Zump with Dan Backedall, which is a two-person amazing show. After that, I do the teacher show on Saturday night. Those are the nights I'm performing. But we, have no, we have shows seven nights a week, four, hour, you know, four different hour blocks of shows. The variety is incredible. Stand-up, sketch, improv, variety, musical, freak show, weird shit happens at that theater. Uh, one of our main rules is don't be boring. If you're boring, we don't want you on the stage. I was not bored. Yeah, it's a it's it's a it's a fun place. Y'all ought to come down and hang. Okay, definitely go any day of the week, right? Any, any day of the week. Any night of the week. So any any night of the week would be funny. Yes. No non-funny people are allowed on the stage. I'm going to say there are no there are no non-funny people allowed on the stage. <laughs> and if, if if a moment isn't funny to you then what you're seeing is comedy of the future. It's, it's something that years from now... Is that a disclosure you sign when you walk in the door? Well, I'm just saying, if, 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 if you see something in our theater that isn't funny in that moment to you, that just means you haven't you're evolved too, you're enough. You're too dumb to figure you it out. You haven't evolved <laughs> enough to appreciate the, com the comedy in that moment. But too years dumb. from now, you'll thank your... You'll, you'll think back. Oh, yeah, that's what he meant. That's right. And you'll tell your grandkids you were there when that, when that <laughs> dumb fucking joke first happened. <laughs> you're awesome. Okay. Anybody who has been on the show or is going to be on the show or anything about the show, go to www.whatpuzzlepiece.com. You'll find this archive if you missed it today, which I know most of you didn't because this is an awesome guest. You'll find it tonight on whatpuzzlepiece.com. So check it out. Check out everybody that I'm going to have on and I've had on. They're all amazing creatives. 
and we'll see you next week. And I can't remember who. Oh, we're going, we're going three-dimensional uh, virtual reality again with Timothy Smith. So don't miss next week. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. You are watching T Radio Me. Radio and TV.